All right, welcome everybody to the podcast. Part of the story is Reggie Public Library's official podcast. And today uh, I'm Shannon and we're joined with Sage uh, to give you some uh, down and dirty on what's going on with the two of us and some interesting things that we have going on in the library that align with the things that Sage and I are interested in. So hi, Sage. Hi, absolutely. It'll be a, a fun fitness featured podcast. So if you're not into it, still listen, because yeah. who knows, it might give you some inspiration. Um, but true. if you really don't care, I'm so sorry, because <laughs> that's this is what this episode is. It's fitness, it's fun, it's food, it's everything. Yeah. It's everything. Absolutely. <laughs> things we've tried, things that we didn't maybe succeed so well with. Yeah, it's all good. And, and maybe things that, you know, really helped us and, you know, got us to where we are uh, today. <laughs> so, yeah, we Spring. thought... Yeah, new and coming around for everyone. Exactly. So we thought we'd kind of, you know, talk about, um, yeah, exactly. Things we've, things we've tried, things we hadn't. Um, I'll also mention right off the bat, if you're interested in biking or if you haven't had a bike, you know, a bike ride yet this year, we have our choose well, um, spring bike challenge. Um, so you can download the form off of our website or print it out. I think we do also have copies in the branches as well. If you're stopping by for curbside pickup, ask for one at the door and we'll be happy to give you one. Um, but it's just a bunch of little fun, little challenges for you to do on your bike this spring, get you out there, get you active and, you know, on the road because biking is the best. Shannon knows. Biking uh, is the best. I like biking a lot. And I've seen a lot of people posting on Instagram that I'm out for a bike ride today, read your public mm-hmm. library's uh, biking challenge for April. So that's been kind of fun. So share, share where you go, share your photos about your family and your biking experience on social media. Absolutely, Give us a thumbs yeah. up. It's just, it's crazy how many like amazing trails Red Deer has. And you're only usually familiar with the run ones, you know, around where you live until you hear about another one or you go there and you're like, wow, there's just little treasures everywhere. So find, find a new treasure. Absolutely. And I know for a while there, the bike trail that ran underneath 32nd Street where they were doing all that construction was closed for a long time. And one day it was open and the next day it was closed again. And it was really quite frustrating because that's on my route to come home. And uh, yeah, it's um, it's wide open and it's ready to go. And there is some really cool graffiti underneath in that bridge. I don't think that the city of Red Deer meant to do that, but it happened and it's cool. So. (laughs) Go check it out. That's awesome. All right, Sage, do you want to talk about your, oh, your woe story about gyms closing? Oh, yes. A tear running down my cheek. Yeah, um, back to step one, as everyone knows. So that does mean that gyms are banned, as they like to say. They're banned for (laughs) group fitness. They're banned. Um, But you can still go work out with a trainer if you're lucky enough to do so. Um, but you know, I did fine, um, with, with my fitness at home, the first lockdown, that's kind of actually where I started and actually, you know, got in my head and was kind of like, you know, this is the time in my life where I had tried, you know, I had worked out inconsistently throughout my life, my eating, it was fine. It wasn't great. You'd have good days and bad days, right. As anyone would. Um, but last May when everything kind of locked down and we, a lot of us were laid off from work too. I was like, well, if I'm just going to be at home all the time anyway, it's the summer. It's like, let's not make myself feel worse about this situation. What can I do to make myself feel better? And I don't know what it was this time that clicked in my brain, but I just, I stuck with it and I managed to, you know, hit a lot of my goals and lose weight as well as like gaining muscle and getting super buff and (laughs) all that kind of thing. So do you think that it was, the whole pandemic situation that allowed you to take the time to focus on the goals instead I think of being it, busy with regular. I think it was. Um, and it's so funny too, because then you, you do have all that extra time, right? So you're like, wow, I have all this time. I, I can really focus on my working out and planning my meals and eating, you know, properly and really focusing on that. Um, not, I wasn't even working full-time before I was just working part-time and working part-time. I thought, wow, I don't, I just, I don't even have the time to fit this into my schedule. And then when I came back to work and now I'm full-time, I've still managed to fit in the workouts, the meal preps, like the planning of everything into my full-time schedule. So there's, I understand that some people, they, they genuinely do have like, you know, 
um, not to say excuses, but reasons as to why it's harder for them. But after realizing what I could do while also being busier than I was before, it just kind of, you had to give yourself like a little slap on the wrist to be like, oh, come on, I could have been doing this all along, you know? But I think you you come into it when you're ready to come into it. You cannot exactly. be upset at yourself that you didn't sort it out before. Because if you yeah. would have sorted it out, then it would have been sorted. But it wasn't. And that's, exactly. there's a process. Yeah. You just got to follow the process and be grateful for the moments that you have some clarity. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> and that's what together. it was. I think, too, the, the pandemic really, um, instead of making the plans to go out on Friday night or do we have people over or maybe we should have a games night or, or those are the normal things that were going on for me because you couldn't do that Mm -hmm. in the lack of, you know, the vacuum um, it needs to be filled. So then you, you start planning other things. So, okay, well now I should probably go for a a run or maybe I'll do some push-ups in the basement on Friday night because there's nothing else. (laughs) Because what else, what else can you do? So I think hot dates and push-ups in the basement, right? You just sort of change up the activities for ones that you can do at home that you can do safely. And uh, yeah, I think that that might've been a good successful tool, right? I think so. Yeah. As, as unfortunate as it all is. (laughs) So there's always a few little silver, silver linings too. So, but yeah, so that's kind of, that's where I, where I started. Um, And I'll just go over uh, a little bit of just kind of what worked for me as I started. Um, And then now with kind of transitioning back into the gyms and also back out of the gyms and then back into the gyms. And now we're out of the gyms again. Um, I found because my thing at the beginning was, well, I want to build muscle mass. Like that's, you know, a priority, but then you also kind of have to lose weight to then show the muscle that you've built while also eating enough, but not eating too much because you still want to gain the muscle, but lose the weight. It's a um, delicate balance. It really is. Is it ever, especially if, if you've struggled with your, like your weight, like for either your whole life or part of your life. Um, it's a challenge. I'm sure a lot of, you know, but for me, especially working out at home at the beginning, I did a lot of hit workouts. So high intensity interval training I found is really effective for me personally, um, at, you know, shedding some weight. And, you know, I think, as much as it kind of sucks to take like a first, um, photo of yourself, like kind of like your before photo, um, it can be challenging. And then when you see it, but I think it can be so important to take that before photo. And then, you know, ones every so often just to see the difference in your body, because when you see your body every day, you don't see a dang difference (laughs) when you look at it because it's all you see and it's all, you know, um, so I found the hit really helped a lot with kind of what I was going for. And I was lucky enough to have some weights and things at home um, at the beginning. And we have a bit more now, you know, as stuff goes on sale because, you know, people need it. Um, Yeah. I found that, you know, just doing some, doing some weights and getting the hit in there, that was really effective. Um, And then also, I know it's not for everybody, but um, like tracking your calories and your macros. So like your, how much protein you're getting in a day and how much fat and carbs and all that stuff. It's not for everyone. It can be really challenging and very stressful. And for some people, I know it can also be quite hard (laughs) on the brain. Um, but it's like a schedule. Some people work well when there's order and stuff that you just follow. It's mindless. You're just doing what the program tells you. So you don't have to make any choices. You're just, some people find that really quite peaceful. Yeah. And, and I didn't think I would, I thought it would be too much, but as you kind of do it for a while, um, you just get used to it. And it's just another, another thing that you do. And it's like, wow, I love measuring my, my oatmeal and my nuts and everything. Um, but it it can be really important because, um, you know, as you can work out the most anyone has ever worked out, but if your diet is still really poor, it doesn't matter. It's all about that. Some people are lucky where it doesn't matter and they are just, you know, genetically gifted and (laughs) whatever, um, but it is, that's what they say. Well, you can't out train a bad diet. Exactly. It, it is just calories in versus calories out, you know? So it is good to be mindful of what you're eating. And, you know, I love to have a treat here and there, but you just kind of get, um, since last May, I just really, 
um, focused on, well, if I know I'm going to have a treat later, like I won't have this treat now, or if I know I'm like having, if it's someone's birthday on the weekend, I won't, you know, indulge too much during the week because I know I'll be having like a bigger day on the weekend. It's just all about kind of knowing what's upcoming and keeping track of it and not, (laughs) you know, saying no to everything, but just saying no to some things you can say yes to the ones you really want to. So mindfulness game mm-hmm. because not not are you just being mindful of your stress or things like that like a lot of the the new mindful journals and, and yeah. mindfulness books <laughs> but it can be the same application to working out or eating right if you're just a lot more conscious of what's happening for your food situation you're just yeah. paying more attention and I don't know that it, you actually change it sometimes all that much, but once you're paying more attention, you just realize you're like, oh, wow, this is the third time I've been into that nut jar on the counter. Right. What is that all about? Like why? Mm -hmm. Right. And then you start to go, oh, why am I even here? Should I be doing something else? And you really are paying more attention to your moods, um, what you're doing in your downtime, all that. And it just makes you healthier overall. A hundred percent. I agree with that. And that's one thing too. I used to like, everyone loves to snack. Yeah. You have a good snack every once in a while, but I would always just be snacking in between meals and not necessarily anything unhealthy, but you know, you have a handful of nuts, which are good for you because they're healthy fats and all that stuff. Um, but they're really calorie dense. So if you are watching your calories, a tiny handful of almonds or cashews, you know, would put you way over your daily limit without even, you know, really realizing if you're not being mindful. And so that's one thing I did. I just cut out like snacking in between meals. And then I would only eat my next meal when I was hungry, you know, cause I just didn't even remember the last time I had a, a legit hunger pain. Cause I was always just eating. I was always just at home and eating. Um, so yeah, it's just exactly what you said, just being mindful. And it just translates into everything else in your life too. So I know you're probably already doing this because I think we've talked about it on a previous podcast, but the meal prepping. Mm-hmm. And I think at that point, that's where that helps. And I know for yes. a lot of people aren't even leaving their house, maybe, but that doesn't mean you can't prep your food for the day and, and have that little box of whatever exactly. it is that you're having. That's it. That's what you're having. And if you're hungry, go and eat it. But if yep. you're not, then stay away, but don't have other things. And I, I, that, that's a great technique to keep mm-hmm. yourself on track. Did you find that works for you? I, I do definitely. And that's the thing too, even um, like having the meal preps, like I will usually do one meal per day that I'll prep out like on a certain day for like, you know, five or seven days depends on what I'm working, but, and then I'll just take that with me to work. So I'll have that for my lunch or my dinner at work, depending on the shift. And then I'll just make sure I have other healthy foods that I can whip up like a little snack or a little breakfast or dinner when I'm home. So then I still know in my mind, like, okay, I'll go home and have this for dinner, even though I still have to go make it, but it's just, it, it really goes back to even making a grocery list, like coming up yeah. with and planning for your groceries. Cause how easy is it to just go up and down the aisles and go, Oh, this bag of things, this bag of chips, these snacks, these sweets. It's so easy if you don't like have a, a set list. Um, and yeah, I find that that is really helpful too, is just really thinking about what you want to make this like, you know, grocery trip and what you want to make for your meals. And then just make sure you get that a bit of extras, some healthy snacks, stuff you actually want to eat. Cause there's no point making a meal prep that you are just going to waste because what's the point. Um, but yeah, you just make it, you make it fun is what I like to do too. So That's good. do you mm-hmm. think that the online shopping has helped that I know if you're at home in your computer and you're making the good healthy choices, you're less sidetracked by that little bag of Doritos right? or because whatever that's at the end cap that they yes. always have there. Because then computer. on the online shopping, you have to go out of your way to type in, oh, Ruffles, <laughs> all dressed chips, you know, um, whereas in the store, you can just go down the aisle, see it and throw it in your thing. But and not even point. down that aisle. You could be doing going down the carrot aisle. Right. And I'm sure they'll throw something <laughs> in there that doesn't belong. Why do they do that? To get you. You'll put I it in know. your cart or your kids will or somebody will. Right? It works. Yeah. And so I think that's a good technique to keep your groceries really streamlined is, is the ordering online. Just don't order when you're hungry. If you yeah, haven't eaten supper, don't do your <laughs> online order. <laughs> that's a good point too. 
get a lot. <laughs> what about you, Shannon? What's what's been working for you, and how's your journey um, going? Your deep my dive is going going well. So, yeah. um, a couple of parts. I have like the food journey that I've been doing, and I have the working out journey. Um, the food journey started in January, and I did the carnivore mm-hmm. um, thirty day extravaganza. Yeah, and then. <laughs> February, I kind of eased off a bit, but I realized it really threw me. Um, I didn't feel super good adding some of the stuff that I added in and I did not add it in mindfully. I just was like, woohoo, we're done 30 days of hardcore stuff. So let's eat. It was within, you know, um, more of a a keto-esque diet. Like it wasn't just full on sugar and everything. Of course that would make me sick, but even just changing over didn't make me feel awesome. And I did not track what it was that I was eating. So it could have been the spinach. It could have been the cashews. It could have been the slivered almonds. I don't know, right. which is really sad. I didn't use that as my opportunity to really look Slowly at. Slowly add things back. And yeah. Oh, wouldn't that have been great? Cause then I wouldn't know exactly <laughs> what would have jived better than others. So yeah. that's unfortunate. Maybe a, maybe I will, um, attempt that again. I know there is a program called the whole 30. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of people have heard the, about the whole 30. We have the books here um, and they have a, a, like a really clean eating plan. And they recommend that when you're off that eating plan, after your 30 days of doing it, you add in things super slowly and super mindfully and purposefully. So you can track how those things make you feel. And yep. I, I feel like that would be helpful for me going forward. That would be something that I should probably look at because I don't know I don't know if dairy is good for me or not I've never well given- and it's it's hard to know right especially if you if you take it out for like two days and you're like oh well I don't really notice a difference and then so how could you right it's only been a few days but that would Your be really doesn't respond to things in two days usually no right like not not things like that yeah. um acute allergic reactions yeah it's true yeah. <laughs> just general just, things yeah no and- kidding combination things too right so mm-hmm. it might not be just the one food but it could be the two of them together that give your system a little more tax right and then yep. so you're thinking oh dear maybe that's not maybe avoid those things and it's so individual so you can't get a book that says okay Shannon LaRondell this is exactly what's for you we've done all the research so just eat uh, like this wouldn't that be so nice <laughs> right <laughs> so that. I think you need to read all of the books and you need to start making some choices that are really specific to you. You can't just blindly follow any plan because I yeah. think that's, it doesn't work that way. There's going to be certain things that your body likes and it doesn't. So doing the work to do that, I think has, will, will pay off. Yeah, absolutely. I intend to do that for sure. I definitely got rid of wheat though. That was mm-hmm. something that I noticed right away. I had some wheat um, in there and I got itchy everywhere all over my Ooh. body. I had a, a, an allergic reaction to wheat. Did you just have like a bread or was it like wheat in something? Cause there's wheat and gluten in so much food that you wouldn't even expect. Right. So. Right. Exactly. Um, no, it was the full on bread. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I wanted to add in just a little bit. I was like, I think I've missed this and I'm going to have it. And I did. And it was okay. I can't even say it was like so amazing and I'm so grateful I did it, but it was just okay to be honest. And then I had sort of the resulting reaction. So I think it was a very clear message that yeah, absolutely don't need this. Um, <laughs> you don't need it. Your body doesn't want it. And you didn't really like it anyway. So yeah. Um, and I haven't found that it's been that hard once once that's the reason. Like if someone just arbitrarily tells you you shouldn't eat bread anymore, it's not healthy. You're like, I'm not going to listen to you. Right. But once your body says, Hey, this makes us really itchy and it probably Mm -hmm. could cause us more problems. You're more apt to listen. So I think, yeah. Well, and that's the thing too. Even if you, if you ate it and you're like, Oh my gosh, that's the best piece of bread I've ever had. I missed it so much over this, these 30 days would have been a different story. But the fact that too, it was just kind of like, Oh, well that wasn't very satisfiding. I could have gone without that. So yeah, exactly. Indicator. Yeah. So I think that's, that's, that's been a positive thing. I've been really paying attention to that kind of stuff. And it's still, like you said, you're still choosing healthy snacks, Mm -hmm. but you're paying attention to why you're snacking, right. And and what that is. So even if it's healthy food, it doesn't mean that that's 
for you right now or, yeah, or all the time in excess of it, you know? Exactly. So I think that's really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, the second thing that I am doing is working on my training. So um, the pools are still closed. I didn't have to go through the whole open close thing because I think that would have really broken my heart yeah. um, to be shut off again. So it's just, there's just the never ending story of it not being open. Yeah. Um, do, you, do you think a triathlon, like if you were to ever sign up for one, they'd be like, oh, we're getting rid of the swimming because pools have been closed for so long. That would be nice, wouldn't it? It's like, oh, oh you guys have all, you've had enough. No. And I mean, lakes in the summer are beautiful. And so yeah, you just got to, you just got to train around your lack of swimming, I guess. Still a little too chilly. Oh yeah. The ice hasn't even really left the lake yet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm waiting though. I have a kayak buddy who's going to go with their kayaks with me. And once it gets warm enough to be in there for any length of time, I'm definitely going to take advantage of open water practicing for sure. Yeah. So it's, it's very different than just swimming lengths in a pool. Absolutely. You know, so. Uh, well, it, in the pool, you can see the bottom and, yeah, and, and you know that an, a ledge is coming up ahead of you. So if, <laughs> if you're really dying, you're like, okay, at least in three seconds, I'll, I'll be there and I can take a break. When you're in the middle uh, of a lake, what do you do? You, you don't get going. to see the bottom. That kind of freaks me out. I always, I always try to block out what's underneath me when I'm swimming in the lake because yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to see it. I don't want to hear it. I want to know about it. You got, just got to swim faster. Yeah, just stay at the top. Sharks don't eat yeah. you at the top. No. <laughs> Not that there's sharks in Sylvan Lake or anything like that, but it's, it just plays in my you mind. You never know. You never know. <laughs> so I have been focusing on my biking and my running um, as, you know, the three components of the triathlon. That's mm-hmm. important. Biking comes na- easy to me naturally. I broke out the new road bike and went on a yes, nice I fast Yeah, it's today. Good. Yeah, nice. she came to the library the very first time today, so... Um, it's, it's great. It's nice to, to be able to ride her around. I need to get used to her, how she moves, how she breaks, how she, you know, gear changing and all that kind of stuff. I need a lot of more practice with that. When I ride inside on the trainer, there's no gear changes. There's no steering. You're right. just pedaling, which is fine. It's good for working, you know, uh, a training program, but I really need some outside practical maneuverability mm-hmm. with that bike. So yeah, so she she came to the library today for so the first cute. time. Yes, so that's been good. That's fun. I got outfitted with the triathlon bars in the front. Oh because yeah. I nice. don't know if anyone else has the same problem, but my hands fall asleep when you ride a bike. <laughs> I've and had a that happen. People, right, a lot. Yes. Of, I think it's very common, but for me, it really um, gets in the way because then I can't brake anymore and I can't <laughs> shift gears. So then I'm and just dangerous. like on the on the bars just kind of flapping around limp, with my limp arms. And... I can't even do anything and it's it's a problem so I have to do better and this this allows me to sort of take the break take the edge off my hands um and it helps tremendously so nice. that's been lovely. that's awesome yeah. I know that oh, they always look so cool when they're when they're on there and they're biking mm-hmm. so fast and it's like oh my gosh they're just little speed demons so um I was going to ask you yes exactly speed demon <laughs> um as someone who doesn't hate running, but has never really been able to get into it, what did you do to kind of like find your groove and be able to run? Because personally, I feel like I can go 30 seconds unless my life depended on it, and then I'm done. I have a a runner friend and I asked them for advice, the two of them, the couple, they run a lot and Ed does a lot of running, I think with the running club as well, Mm -hmm. Red Deer. I, I asked for just some pointers and tips that, you know, I'm starting out, they know me, yeah. I'm, I'm a little reluctant to just get going, but, um, you it know, it's my goal when your body's not used to it. So exactly. The one nugget that I got from that was it doesn't matter how fast you go. Doesn't like, don't worry about pace or anything like that. The mm-hmm. most important thing is the kilometers on the feet, even if it's walking or running just build that up week after week, slowly and surely. And, um, you know, you want to run a 10 K be out walking 10 K and it might be really slow at first, but once you, you know, get pretty proficient at walking the 10 K then now maybe add some running in and, uh, as, as needed, right. As your Mm -hmm. body says, it's okay. And that's kind of how I did. 
Um, my goal, my target is five kilometers. That's what I have to run for the triathlon. So that's been what I've been going for. So I, yeah, I just started with walking. It was all walking and then it was faster walking, right? And I, as you get more confident and more in shape, you can walk faster. So then yeah. that was better. And then, yeah, I just took the plunge. It felt good one day. And I thought, oh, let's, let's run. And so, well, and that's the thing, even if it is just for like a minute at a time, you know, and then you just kind of work it up. Yeah. Exactly. I've been thinking about it. I was like, oh, well, especially now that gyms are closed again, like I I like hit for cardio, but sometimes, you know, you know, you want to get outside a bit more and I love going for walks too, but it's not really, it doesn't get a sweat going you know, when you, when you just go for a leisurely walk, walking the 16 year old dog, can't really go for a run. I've I've been thinking about, about doing it, but I don't even remember the last time I ran, you know, so. It's all just in your mind. It's all in your mind, right? You just decide for you. And the only way to actually get better at it is to do it. Exactly. As with anything, right? So at the beginning, you're going to be probably in pain and it's going to be really slow and your face is going to be beat red and you're going to be like, Oh my gosh, what am I even doing? But then the next time you do like today, this morning I went out for, I've never been able to go, not never. Um, but in this training portion of my life right now, I Mm -hmm. haven't been able to get past uh, three kilometers in a row. I just get too tired and I'm like, I'm done. I'm done. And then I walk the rest of the way. Um, but today I hit four. So I was thinking, you know, daily personal gains, right? Exactly. Other people can do 10. Well, I don't care. I couldn't do four yesterday and now I can do four as of today. Maybe on Wednesday, I won't be able to hit four. That's okay. I might be able to hit three and a half. And then maybe next week, this time I'll be at four and a half, right? Like, so I think just tracking progress over time, same with weight, I know oh. that's a big deal for me. And, and the number on the scale, yeah. the same as the number on the, the kilometer dial, right? It's, it's going to go up, it's going to go back down and yeah. it's going to shift all around, but over a long period of time, it'll eventually get where you want it to go. And I think you just have to be super patient. That's- yeah, absolutely. Well, it is, it's patience and just commitment and it takes a long time sometimes. And then eventually one day you're like, oh yeah. That before picture I took like six months ago, it's like those pants I don't even own anymore because I had to get rid of them. They don't fit. You know, it's little things like that. Exactly. Exactly. But I think we put so much pressure on the right now. We have to have it right now. Yeah. Oh, you're starting running training last week. Okay. Now run a 5k go. Every, everything we're so used to just having instantaneously, like someone texts you, like you need to reply right away because you saw it. You can't just let it sit for five minutes, you know, an email, just stuff like that. The dishes, it's at your house in 15 minutes. Like, we're used to just this right now business, and I it can't, it your body doesn't respond like that, and neither should it. I was thinking about that if we gained weight as fast as we expect to lose weight. Oh my god, can you imagine? Like, I don't want to to lose five pounds a day. Can you imagine if you gain five pounds a day every time you had a cheeseburger? Whoa. Oh, sometimes it feels like it. Definitely feels like it. <laughs> I was going to say perspective on that, right? Yeah, How fast absolutely. you actually put it on Well, you're probably going to lose it almost as fast, right? I know it's crazy. Um, I, I was going to say just on the topic of running, I saw, I was on TikTok and it came up on my for you page, but it was this girl. She's an ultra marathon runner, which I had never heard of. Um, and she has been training the last few months because she did it. I think a few years ago or the last year, um, to raise money for, um, like, you know, I think it was like heart and stroke foundation, something like that. Um, where the last time she did it, she ran hundred K in 24 hours. So now she's, she's hoping to get 120 K in the 24 hours. It's just like, wow. (laughs) Wow. But you know, it's like water eroding the river Valley. Yeah. Water shouldn't move rocks, but it does. It just takes a long time. And so you can just keep moving forward towards that goal and you'll get there eventually. Yeah, exactly. And I know the goals seem so amazing, crazy. It's one of the things in the books that I started with, um, the name of the, the title is uh, Slow Fat Try. And it's for slow fat triathletes who want to get started. <laughs> and that was basically the, the message is that you can do anything at all. You yeah. just have to 
keep at it and you're not going to make significant gains right off the hop, but just watch the gains because they'll come and you just one foot in front of the other and just keep moving and you'll get there. You'll get to anywhere you want. And they said to make a goal that is like super off the charts, like you're just starting out and you can't even run for one minute straight, which was me. Mm -hmm. Um, Put down there, maybe you want to do an Ironman one day if that tickles your fancy and they like, don't tell anyone because that sounds so (laughs) out of control, crazy, but they said, you'll never know until you get there. You might be like, okay, I did my first triathlon. Now I'm going for a longer one. And then I'm going to do Ironman and you just get sort of caught up and you realize your body can do all the things you want it to do. You just had to get it there. So exactly, I think dream big. Definitely yeah. dream big. That's it's, what's, what's there to lose, you know? So, yeah. Oh, very cool. Um, when is your first triathlon? Uh, on July 18th nice. is the Sylvan Lake Triathlon. If COVID doesn't Can- wreck it. <laughs> cancel it, let's hope <laughs> not. Know. Let's hope. Hopefully right. it's outside and, you know. I'm optimistic. I uh, signed up for the Aloha Fun Run. Uh, that's put it been put on by PCN. Um, there's still spots available. So if people want to get signed up for that, but, mm, um, they're going to go COVID restrictions or not because they've figured out a plan to do it so that everyone starts running at a different time and in a different place. So they can accommodate a large group of people oh, but that's you're very all over red deer, right? So you pick your location. If you like running in the pines, or if you like running in Inglewood, you, you choose and, um, they'll, they accommodate you and, Um, So I think there's ways to do it. So even if there are even tighter restrictions, which I can't imagine, but let's say there are, I think there's ways that you can make stuff like that happen. So I'm optimistic that it'll go. Um, I think so. Well, even, even was it last summer, maybe in the fall, I remember my mom and I were on a walk the one day and just on the trails, we kept seeing like every so often someone pass either jogging or walking with like, you know, the little papers state, like, you know, pinned to their, their shirts and it was a virtual one. They just track how far they go. It doesn't matter where they go and then just log it as the the thing. So there's always a way to, you know, be a part of, you know, the group and. Absolutely. And there's some online challenges too, and I haven't really checked them out, but I know there's some, I, th- I saw them on Instagram, I think, and you get set up, uh, you do a trail and I use air quotations around trail because it's whatever kilometers of that trail would it be, right? Okay. And you go out and you do that in your own time, in your own area. And then at the end, they send you a medal that's like, yes, you have achieved the Aww. great divide or, or whatever cute. it is that they're doing. And there's one in Atlantic Canada. Is it the Cabot Trail? Maybe. And so, yeah, and you get a little map and you can mark yourself along how far you've made it so far. And and it doesn't have to be done all in one time, but it's just another way to say, okay, let's be motivated to do some more stuff. And this is how long this is going to be. So I'm going to go and I'm going to commit to this length, this distance or, you know, and it's just one more layer of motivation. And I think it's lovely. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. There's just so much that unless you're kind of in that community that you don't hear about until you talk to someone who's a part of it, or you see someone running by with like, you know, the little number on their back and you're like, wow, you know, you'll have to (laughs) find something to a podcast by health experts, which we are. So yes, absolutely. We are, (laughs) I guess we should have prefaced that at beginning. We are not dietitians. We are not, you know, fitness quote unquote experts. Although I like to think that we are in some degree. I'm a Shannon expert. That's for yeah. sure. Yeah. I'm, I'm an expert. Better. Exactly. We're experts of our own bodies. So it's yeah. all good. <laughs> I'm, I'm getting my master's right now. Actually <gasps> good for you. Wow. Myself, my own, you know, <laughs> taking care of my own crap yeah. <laughs> on all sorts of levels. <laughs> it's a heavy degree. It's, it it's is quite right? a lot of work. It means a lot. Yeah. I'm going to put it on my resume. <laughs> I'm sure you'd get the job. Yes. Um, <laughs> um, I was also going to say too, I was going to mention, um, I found having like not a strict routine, but a pretty set routine of like what time of day I like to work out on what days or how many days in a row. Um, Cause I think a lot of people forget that rest days are very important. It is important to, 
to let your body rest because it can only do so much before it's like, wow, I'm really tired. The next time you use me, I'm not going to perform well, like, like as well as I have been over the last like, you know, weeks, months. Um, cause your body needs rest and it's important to let your muscles recover. And then I even find the day after a rest day, I just feel like 10 times stronger, like, you know, not a ton, not a hundred percent, but just a little bit each time. And then you notice, wow, I can do more reps and I can bump up my weight. If, you know, if you're doing, a, you know, a certain, like, let's say you're doing bicep curls, I usually aim for, you know, 10 to 12 at a certain weight. If I find I can get to 13, 14, then I bump up my weight, you know, two and a half, five pounds until I, you know, then I start at 10 to 12, keep doing that until I bump up again. And I find, um, I personally use, it's called the strong app. I think it's such a good app. Um, if you're interested in weightlifting or, you know, even just, um, making your own little routines, I find it super helpful because you put in the exercise that you're doing and how many reps and how many sets you're doing. Um, and then you just check it off when you put in the weight and your reps, and then it saves it for the next time. So then it takes all of the guesswork out of what did I do last time for my bicep curls? Like, was I at 15 pounds or 20 pounds? I can't really remember when really you were at 20 pounds, you forgot you went back to down to 15. You're still, you know, doing the workout, but you're not necessarily progressing with the weight. So it just, I find it really easy just to be like, well, you know, here's what I was at. And it's just, I don't know. I, I, I just love this app. I love it. So great. Yeah. Well, and I think just keeping tabs on what you're doing is really helpful. It keeps you accountable, right? Well, exactly. Yeah. I worked out my arms, you know, last Tuesday. Oh, maybe I need to do another (laughs) body workout somewhere in there or, you know, who knows. Right. But once you start seeing patterns that you do, you can either correct or you can congratulate yourself, which whatever, exactly. right? And the only way to do that is to know by, by seeing it. hundred percent. Yeah. I, um, I have like, I kind of do the push pull legs kind of routine. So one day will be push. So that's, um, like chest shoulders, triceps, and then pull is biceps and back. So I kind of split, split them up that way. And then I'll have like a legs day. And then I'll throw core, you know, in the middle somewhere there, but I have two routines for each push pull legs, um, that I rotate through. And then that way I can kind of get a good variety, still targeting the same muscle groups, but just in different ways. So, you know, bicep curls are great, but then hammer curls where you just kind of rotate your wrist internally feels like, like two different exercises, even though it's the same motion just depends on where your wrist is, you know, oriented. Yeah, so it's just, muscles, yeah, sure. it's very, I think it's very important to have routines that you like, but then also have different ones that you hopefully also like, um, but just to target, you know, just to spice things up. Cause it can get quite boring to have to do, you know, the same, okay. Bicep curls, shoulder press, push ups. you know, it's just fun to spice it up a little, add a little spice. Well, I think too, you're as a human being, you're really dynamic, right? You're, yeah. you're used to having lots of different inputs, right? Uh, sensory and otherwise. And I think we're not used to doing the same repetitive motions. We, we're, mm-hmm. we should be to, to give us that variety and to yeah. get more overall sort of overarching, maybe strength or flexibility or whatever you're looking for to add lots of different things in and, not you know for runners and cyclers specifically and i'm learning this is that it's a a very similar forward facing movement right Mm -hmm. your legs are always so a lot of lateral things to add in help strengthen the side to side because you don't get that a lot in running exactly you need to to do things to to support the other big muscles and i was going to say that too about the rest day is especially when you're starting out and i know oh yeah right you, when you're starting out, your body hasn't sort of settled into the, to the right way, the right sort of uh, style that will carry you forward. And so it's taxing weirdo muscles that it's like, okay, I think we know like, how to wow, do Wow, these this. haven't been touched in years. Right. You know? But we're going to use them because we're not really sure yet, or this muscle that should be doing all the work isn't quite strong enough yet. So we're just going to pull all these together. And if you do that too often, then all those smaller connectors they're way overtaxed because Mm -hmm. they're doing most of the work so 
the rest days help your body rest those, but yeah. then, you know, um, it sorts it out better. I think if you give it more breaks and I absolutely I, you're less prone to, to injury and no one starting wants to be injured, right? That's no, the worst. no, it is. That's you right yeah. back. That's, yeah. No kidding. Well, and that's too, like for myself now, when you kind of have a routine, I'm sure you feel the same, like you kind of know what your body can do. And you're like, well, I was maybe going to have a rest day today, but I'm feeling good enough that I can do it. And I'll have my rest day tomorrow. Cause let's say today you're busy and you have stuff going on, but tomorrow you can actually have like a nice rest day and do what you'd like to do. So I think it's really important to not be uh, like so strict with some things. Like it's, it's good to kind of give your body or even if you need an extra day of rest, like you already had a rest day, but you're like, man, I'm really still not feeling back up to where I should be. I need an extra day. There's absolutely nothing wrong with that either. Like it's, it's all about what your body is telling you and you absolutely need to listen to it too. hundred percent, hundred percent. And I'm not one that likes, well, I, I kind of like routine, but I don't like anyone telling me what to do. Yeah. <laughs> it has to be I, your own routine. <laughs> But even that, uh, still, I'm not going to do yeah. what Shannon's telling me to do because she's dumb. <laughs> Today, I'm not doing that. I'm choosing to do this instead. <laughs> or the, it's a nice sunny day and I can ride my bike, but on a snowy gross day is a better run day, right? So yep. I like being way more flexible. And as long as I get two runs in and two bike rides in, that's my bare minimum for the week. Yep. Um, should be two swimmings, but that. Well, when the time comes. <laughs> So it's strength training instead, but still, as long as I hit the bare minimum, it doesn't matter to me where I put it yep, really. Exactly. Yeah. I think I need, you need to, you need to be flexible because otherwise you won't stay with it. You're going to throw it out and quit uh, after two weeks because it's not working and that's not going to help you get long-term success either. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. So now we're going to move on to uh, what we're reading and watching and listening to, like we always do on every podcast. Mm. And it's really fun because I bring stuff home at the end of the recording day and going, oh, I need to listen to this or I need yeah. to watch this. Yeah. It's really helpful to me. I like this part very much. So for me, my reading, um, I got a book from the library called Bike Your Butt Off. It's quite it. And even if you are a super beginner and that's what it says right on the cover. So I thought, oh, maybe I'm not a beginner beginner, but <laughs> I, can, I can certainly. Doesn't hurt. Yeah. It's a comprehensive little training plan to get you riding your bike just little by little. And it does talk about stretching and it talks about eating plans and it talks, you know, kind of the same thing we just all talked about, um, yeah. but it's specific to you and your bike. So um yeah, if anyone wants to, it kind of fits in with the April bike challenge as well. If there you go. To get out there and do it. That's a really fun little book. I brought it back, so it's available now for people. <laughs> and um, I'm not, I'm not sure the other book that I'm reading. I'm not sure if I'm allowed to swear on this podcast, mm. but um, the, <laughs> maybe not. <laughs> the title, the author was sweary in their title, so um, it's by yourself, the effing lilies. Oh. And um, I don't know if I did a disservice there because she actually uses the total F word in the title of that book. So if that yeah. offends you, do not get this book. <laughs> but it's very much um, little pro tips at self-love, self-care, um, promoting yourself, not just to others and to the world, but to yourself as well. Sometimes we have to Aww. remember to promote ourselves to yeah. ourselves, right? And give ourselves little pats on the backs. And I, it's a lovely little book. It's well, that does sound, that sounds good. Yes. Cause how many times have we done that where we are shopping and they're beautiful flowers, but ah, you know, yeah. it's like, no, by yourself, by yourself, the lilies. Absolutely. And so that was, that's a cute little book. I quite enjoyed that one. Nice. Um, I'm listening. I'm reading a lot. I have a whole bunch at home. Right now. <laughs> slowly getting through them. Um, the next thing is uh, watching. I don't really have anything important that I'm watching. I'm watching hockey. Uh, hockey is my favorite thing in the world to watch. And uh, there's a lot on right now. Um, there was some teams in the Canadian League that got the Canadian League. That sounds bad. But the Canadian cohort <laughs> yeah. um, that had some COVID issues. And so there was a bunch I of heard. I heard. Yeah, so that. now they're trying to make up all these games. And it's just being... Uh, it's great for hockey fans, 
but yeah, I gotta try to accommodate all these games in there. So I've been watching nothing else, just fucking nice. Well, at least it keeps you entertained. And you know, if you enjoy it, then that's great. And listening, um, there was a podcast that I could not for the life of me remember the title. So I'm going to remember it and share it next podcast that we do. But the one that I also have been listening to that I really quite like, I'm on quite a cleaning of my house journey. I really want to purge a lot of the clutter that I have mm-hmm. and I've got stuff packed away and it's organized and it, you know, but it, it's got to go. It's, it's been dragged from house to house to house with me. And it's, I finally have to do the work to say goodbye to it and get it out of my house. And uh, the lady that does um, a slob comes clean. Uh, that's her website. And it's also the name of her podcast. And she has little tips and tricks about things like letting go of sentimental items you know, what do you do about that? How do you deal with your grandma's China teacup that you have? And you really don't really want it because you don't have a spot for it or you never yeah. use it. But what can you do with that? How do you talk yourself into letting it go? Um, that kind of stuff. Uh, she also right. talks about how to get on top of your laundry. Maybe you struggle with your laundry week to week and it just seems to be never ending this horrible chore. She talks about that and how she's made it into something that doesn't bother her so much anymore. So I quite enjoy her. They're little, they're small little things. She's a Southern lady. So sometimes her oh, little cute. Southern attitude comes right out there and <laughs> I just love gets that. all over the place, which is fantastic. So, and she's funny, super relatable. Um, so I would encourage that uh, a slob comes clean is what she's called. Nice. Very nice. And that's, it. that's what I've been reading, watching, listening. Very good. Well, all of your books that you need to read will make up for all the books that I haven't been reading. <laughs> So I just don't know what it is. Like I have these books at home. I've just been busy. Like I'm packing for a move and you know, I, I do have the time to read. I'm not, uh, I'm not trying to make excuses for myself. Cause there's always time like, you know, before bed, when I'm sitting on my phone, watching a video, I could be reading. I just haven't been in the mood. I feel like I haven't been able to get into a, a book. Not that I've really tried <laughs> either the last week, but you Legit. know, there are seasons yeah. for reading. I really, there's seasons specific yeah. for reading and, and there's times where there's not going to be reading. I yeah. Think. So, but I, I'm hoping I have some books on my list, you know, that, um, well, they're not on my list. They're checked out. They're on my checked out list. that <laughs> I probably need to bring back. Um, but I, I do want to read. It's just, I'm hoping I'll be able to find the time, you know, when things are settled and I did take some time off at the end of April. So I'm hoping I can just, you know, move and relax and, you know, organize and have a, have a jolly old time. So those two usually don't go together, moving and relaxing. They're not usually a pair. We will see. I'll let you know next time I'm on, I'll let you know how it goes. Um, I've been watching it's, I actually watched the first episode um, with my mom last night. Um, It's called Worn Stories on Netflix. And it's based on a book um, by the author was Emily Spivak, I think is how you pronounce her last name. I could be entirely wrong, Um, but it's so cute. It's like, it's like they're funny little heartfelt um, like docu-series that follow like different people each episode. um, And they talk about like their funny or like quirky stories about like their most meaningful like clothing or piece of clothing that they have. Um, so like the, the one episode that we watched, the last one we watched last night was like about loss. Um, so just people like that had these stories of like loss or grieving, or even maybe not like, um, loss in a negative way, but loss in a positive way. And just, they had the the article of clothing and then the, the show would have these like super cute, like different kind of animations for each little story that would, as they told the story, um, recorded. And it's just it's such a cute show because they're, it's like just talking about a piece of clothing, but some of the stories are so funny. Um, and the animations are so cute. Like they're either kind of cartoony or the one it was like stop motion with like little felt people. Um, oh, adorable. And, and, and the one story, like I started to cry cause it, it's just so like, it really is very heartfelt and like, wow. Like you can really tell how much these people, like how much this, like this necktie like means to this like dad, you know? Um, yeah, I would really recommend it. It's just, it's a, it's a lighthearted show because we were also watching like a, you know, a murder mystery, you know, those can get a little heavy sometimes. Um, so it's just nice to switch switch it up and they're funny. Like they, they made me like giggle as I was watching too. So 
yeah, I'd, I'd recommend that Warren stories on Netflix. W O R N like, yes. Yes. I, I, I warn it. (laughs) Good. Okay. Good to know. I'm pretty sure that's the, you know, the proper grammatical. Where where are you watching it it on? (laughs) It's on Netflix. Yeah. Yeah. It's very good. It's quite good. Um, and I've just been listening to, I don't really listen to a ton of new podcasts. I usually just listen to the same ones and then weekly they, you know, they come up with new episodes, but, um, I've listened to the Irish goodbye podcast for like quite a few years now. Um, they're two friends, two comedians who live in New York. They're both named Mike. Um, and they just, they've been friends for a long time. They're two comedians. Um, so they just tell like funny life stories or about them touring. Um, the one just recently had a baby. So it's like his life is like a new dad who never thought he'd, you know, be a dad. And it's just, yeah, it's, they're, they're quite funny. Um, they're, I wouldn't say they're crude, but like, you know, it's like, comedian humor you know they 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 crack some jokes but they're not um what's the word they're not like out of place like they have their time and place you know not inappropriate exactly yeah but but they are quite they're they're quite funny guys and you know how fun would that be just to be two stand-up comedians living in new york you know going on tour when tours are allowed yeah so oh that sounds like fun what i'm listening to the usual but I think that's everything guys I think we I think we covered a lot <laughs> we sure did and, and, and I really missed a lot <laughs> it's true I really really love to hear what other people are reading watching listening so if you you know want to drop us a line mm-hmm. um we'd sure love to to see that I like it when people give me good recommendations and well there's um, just so much out there like, yeah, there really and is. I would never look for it right because I don't you most of this stuff you just happen on and you just, Oh, happy accident. Here it is. Or Sometimes you see the cover of something or even like the cover of like the title on Netflix and you're like, Oh, that doesn't really seem like something I'd be into, but then you hear about it or you see the little trailer. You're like, oh, okay. That's actually pretty good. Absolutely. So yeah, it'd be really great if we can, you know, get a bigger sharing circle that way. Yeah. Let us know guys. That'd be great. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for uh, taking Sage and I on and I hope, uh, Everyone took some good information from our fitness review session. And Mm -hmm. good luck to you guys out there. Yeah, good luck. Enjoy the spring. Bike away. Spring. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. I think that was pretty good. Woohoo! Look at us.